السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب شرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي سبحانك لا علم لنا إلا ما ألمتنا إنك أنت الأليم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا اللهم انفعنا بما ألمتنا وزدنا علما All praise is due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. O Allah, we beseech thee to increase us in our knowledge and to protect us from the deception of the Satan and the evil of our souls. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. It is indeed only the grace and mercy of all Allah Jalla Wala that today we continue with the tafsir of Surah Nur, chapter number 24, and it is verse number 24 as well that is our starting point. To summarize and recap our previous lesson, Almighty Allah Jalla Wa'ala mentions, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَرْمُونَ الْمُحْسْوَنَاتِ الْغَافِلَاتِ الْمُؤْمِنَاتِ Verily those people who cast allegations, accusations against those females who are pure and chaste, غافلات, and they are the ones they're totally unaware of this. It does not even come in their minds and hearts to commit a crime like this. Al-Mu'minat, and they are the true believers. Now here we need to realize in Surah 24, Surah Tunur, verse number 4, Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla spoke of this very topic. وَالَّذِينَ يَرْمُونَ الْمُحْسْوَنَاتِ Those people who accuse the chaste ladies of fornication, adultery, and then they cannot produce four male witnesses, people of integrity, honesty. Then you whip them with eighty lashes, and this will be done in public. And then their testimony, evidence, evidence for future will not be accepted. They are the ones that are the transgressors. So that is for our wives, our sisters, our mothers, daughters, and so forth. But when it comes to the spouses, honorable wives of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then all Mithya Allah jalla wala mention two additional qualities. Those people who cast allegations, accusations, Against those ladies who are pure and chaste, every wife of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is Umm al-Mu'mineen, pure and chaste as chaste can be. Ghafilat, they are so pure in their minds, in their hearts, that these type of vices don't even enter in their mind. Al-Mu'minat, they are the true believers. So here Almighty Allah Jalla Wala is teaching us that these people here, Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla, 
is highlighting and showing that what a major, major crime they are committing. That they accuse Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha, one of the greatest ladies ever for all time and all places, Allah forbid. Among the Muslims, it was Mistah radiallahu anha, and Hassan bin Thabit radiallahu anha, Hamna bin Tijah, the lady, she also, all of them were given 80 lashes, and the group of Munafikin. The protagonist and the main player there was Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul, Raisul Munafikin, the leader of the Munafikin. So remember, even today, if a person makes this type of statements, wallahi, such a person is out of the fall of Islam, because this will be a direct attack on Mustafa Habibuna himself in the light of today's lesson that we will be doing. Similarly, remember these ladies, all Almighty Allah states, Ya Nisa and Nabi, that, O you honorable wives of Nabi alayhi salatu salam, lastunnaka hadim minan nisa, you are not like any other woman. They are part of the Ahlul Bayt, they are part of the household of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi salam. Lu'inu fid dunya wal akhirah, they are cursed in this world and in the year after. وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ عَظِيمٌ And for them is a horrible, terrible, grievous punishment. So it shows people like that will dwell and stay in Jahannam forever. So that is what happened to people like Abdullah bin Ubay bin Salul and them. Remember, no one can raise this objection. Then how come this ayat is not applicable to Hassan bin Thabit or to Mista or Hamna bin Tijahsh radiallahu anhum for all of them? Remember, at that time, these verses were not revealed. All these verses were revealed after this episode and incident and event took place. Today's lesson, Surah Nur, Surah 24, verse 24. The day of justice will unfold. And it is an absolute day of justice. Maliki Yomiddin. Almighty Allah is the sole owner of the day of justice. يَوْمَ تَشْهَدُ عَلَيْهِمْ أَلْسِنَتُهُمْ وَأَيْدِيهِمْ وَأَرْجُلُهُمْ بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ On that day, the day of justice, تَشْهَدُ عَلَيْهِمْ That it will bear testimony, evidence against them. Who will bear testimony against them? أَلْسِنَتُهُمْ Their tongues will testify against them. وَأَيْدِيهِمْ Their hands will give testimony, evidence against them. وَأَرْجُلُهُمْ Their feet will bear witness against them. بِمَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ Because of what deeds they committed. Perpetually they were always undermining, undermining Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Sahaba radiallahu an. And the aim was to cause friction, disunity in the rank and file of the Muslims. So ye all, Mighty Allah jalla wala is teaching us, that in the year after you will be punished, in the year after also you will be cursed, and ye on the day of justice, your very lambs, your tongue, your hands, your feet will bear testimony against you. If you read Surah Yasin this morning, last night, what does Almighty Allah remind us in Surah Yasin? 
afwahim on that day of justice the mouths will be sealed wa tukallimuna aydihim we will make the hands speak wa tashhadu arjuluhum the feet will bear testimony bima kanu yaksibun whatever they earned so different different occasions various different places different actions will take place sometime the mount would be sealed sometime it will be open and all these lambs will bear testimony therefore for me and you we should be reading this dua profusely abundantly surah 3 surah al-imran verse 194 wala tukhzina oh beloved allah do not disgrace us on the day of justice do not humiliate us on the day of justice here in this world in front of 50 100 people we did something and they know about it how ashamed how bad we feel imagine there zillions of people from Nabi Adam salam, right up to the last baby everyone will be there and remember Almighty Allah is Qadir Mutlaq He has absolute power and that is Almighty Allah alone He will make this lump speak how our tongue our mouth speaks so if our hands speak our feet speak so what is there to be so surprised astonished that same Allah makes the lump speak if the land and sand is going to speak then our lumps will speak وَقَالَ الْإِنسَانُ مَا لَهَا يَوْمَئِذٍ تُحَدِّثُ أَخْبَارَهَا بِأَنَّ رَبَّكَ أَوْحَالَهَا On that day of justice, the land and the sand will speak because Almighty Allah will inspire it. يَوْمَئِذِي On that day, the day of justice, the day of the final day, doomsday, يُوَفِّيمُ اللَّهُ دِينَهُمُ الْحَقِّ Almighty Allah will give them Deenahumul Haq, the full reward, the true reward. For the true believers, remember the reward will be beyond their perception and comprehension. The Muslims in this world, the honor, the dignity, health, wealth, lazzatul iman, the taste and the pleasure of iman. So all that are the bonus we experience. And wahusna thawabil akhirah. And remember in the year after, it will be the handsome reward, the maximum reward, the optimum reward. Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah will grant them. So Almighty Allah will reward them with the true reward. So that's for the true believers. For the non-Muslims, they will also get their reward in the form of punishment. So therefore we must remember that the adal, the justice system of Almighty Allah is always there. They go to Jahannam and Hellfire because of the justice system of Allah. And the Muslims and Mu'mineen, the true believers, enter Jannah, paradise, fadlam min Allah, the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah. وَيَعَلَمُونَ And then on that day everybody will know أَنَّ اللَّهَ هُوَ الْحَقُّ الْمُبِينَ That Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala alone He is the truth alone Al-Mubeen He makes things manifest He makes things clear Today everybody say join my party Join this party Join this organization 
and everybody will claim they are on the haq and truth. You go to the Qadianis, Ahmadis, they will say they are on truth. You go to the Shias, they will say they are on truth. You go to the people who belong to other faiths, they will say, we say no. Only Islam is the truth. The Muslim is the truth. But that Muslim who believes in the Quran Kareem, in the Sunnah of Nabi Salam, in all the articles of faith, and then he promotes and propagates it according to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. So those people on Haq. Therefore, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's hadith in Tirmidhi, Ma ana alayhi wa ashabi, you have to follow my way and the way of my beloved companions. And the Quran mentions that as well. Qul ahadihi sabili ad'u ilallah. Tell them, O Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this is my path, my way. Ad'u ilallah. I invite towards all Allah ala basiratin. With firm conviction, ana I, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that's the sunnah. Wa manittaba'ani, and those who follow me immaculately. So that first and foremost are the sahaba, so that jama'ah. Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah is derived from that Quranic verse in Surah Yusuf and the Hadith mentioned in Tirmidhi. So therefore we have to follow Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and the Sahaba, the beloved students and companions of the Master alayhi salatu Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla now is showing us an usul, a principle. The principle will work 80, 90, 99% of the time. Remember the men that are immoral, that they will love the women that are immoral. You see today that the people, they love to visit some of them. They go to the prostitute, to the street lady, escort agency, because they themselves are immoral. If you study the world today and you visit many countries, then you will see that there whole institution of nikah is crumbling of marriage and now people just live in as lovers and then they have children obviously those children are bees and illegitimate and that is not only considered permissible but it is glorified in western democracies because adam can marry eve adam can marry steve adam can eve can live with eve madam all this is fine and you don't have to marry as well you can just live together so this human being has degraded and debased themselves to the levels of animal and worse than animals. So therefore all Allah Jalla Wala is warning us about this. Al Those women who are impure, immoral, they will be inclined to the immoral, impure men. You will see today the woman that she had a string of affairs and she got married to somebody who's pure and chaste. And then you will see after two months, three months, six months, that that marriage is broken. You ask what happened? They will say that husband is too dead. He's got no gumption in him. Because they love it that the husband must take them to the parties where they are dancing with other men. The music must be blaring and they must be jiving and dancing. So all this. So people love to go to the clubs when they lose the haya, shame and modesty. People love to go to the swingers, meaning that they go and sing and swing with others. So all this, this is khabis. 
So when Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam married all these honorable wives and spouses, so Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the purest of the pure, the greatest amongst the entire creation and most beloved and precious. So the master alayhi salatu salam is so pure, so his wives are so pure as well. So therefore, the Shias and everybody else who makes these wild accusation and allegation against Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha, Allah forbid that she committed the crime, they go out of the fall of Islam because directly, indirectly, this becomes an insult and an attack against the Master sallallahu alayhi wa Al-Khabithat lil-Khabithina wal-Khabithuna lil-Khabithat And the men that are immoral, impure, they also love the impure woman. So they would not love that you must have a pure and a chaste one, that she does not take drugs, she doesn't take alcohol, she doesn't go to parties, she doesn't wear miniskirts, she doesn't wear all these tight, tight clothes, that she's a simple lady. No, it will not attract them. They will say, oh, that you 20, 25 years old, you're carrying on like an old Kala or 50 years old. Kala means auntie and old woman. So you're carrying on like a 50, 60 year old. I receive all these type of emails from the men, from the women, from the children, how this ummah is imploding. All these verses here in the ending, they are showing us the selection of a spouse. Oh, male, when you want to get married, then you get married to that lady, Limaliha for her wealth. Lijamaliha for her beauty, walihasabiha for her status and which strata of society which belongs to. Then the Master Rahmatulil Alameen sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, walidiniha. And you marry her for her deen, her piety, her character. First, for bidati deen, you will be successful when you give the piety, the deen, and all that you gave it preference. Allah Jalla wa Allah will make that wife of yours a blessing in disguise. She might not have the looks of the other women. She might not come from a wealthy, affluent family, but she will enhance you in such a manner that your iman will increase, your actions will increase, and Allah will join the hearts together. And when you marry the lady just for wealth and so forth, then remember in this world you get disgrace. The first hadith of beauty and of wealth and of which strata of society and deen is mentioned in Mishkat Sharif, Mustad Ahmad, various compilations. And the hadith where you marry a lady only for wealth, you say, I'm not rich and wealthy, let me marry her. فَإِنَّمَا أَذَلَّهُ اللَّهُ Almighty Allah will surely humiliate and disgrace that person. You see today, the person got married. Now that is the wife's house, it is the wife's car, it is the wife's umrah, the wife's holiday, everything, she, her family. So what can he say? He's not even a man, he's a mouse. Because he fears everything. So remember, our intention must not be tainted and polluted. We need to understand this, so we must not get married to such main men or women who are khabis, and therefore when the husband commits adultery, he becomes khabis and impure, immoral. When the wife commits it, she becomes khabisa, impure, immoral, and so forth. 
So therefore today we need to learn this dua. Allahumma hassin farji. Oh Almighty Allah, you protect and fortify my private part. Allahumma, we all know, oh beloved Allah, hassin, ha, sword, noon. His noon refers to a fort. So in the olden days, the fort was used as a protection from the assault and attack of the enemies. So now we make this dua, Ya Allah, protect my private part, that it is not used in haram places. So Islam, this is the beauty. Challenge anybody at any time, any place. If you understand the beauty of Islam, Islam has closed all the doors for zina, fornication, adultery, homosexuality. And Islam has made and opened all the doors for nikah. Take two, three examples. Islam, no physical contact with the opposite gender. Islam, you can't be alone with the opposite gender, the third party is shaitan. Islam says there must be segregation between the genders, male and female. So already Islam is cutting it at its roots so that we promote, advocate a pure, a chaste society. Now you look at Western democracies, you look at secularism, they say no, from the child who comes to the grades, he comes to primary school, grade not, already they will tell you boy and girl must sit together. Primary school, you must sit together. They demolish and abolish the shame and haya from the tender age. We must remember, this is part of the satanic plan to demolish the family concept. And that is what you see. Look at South Africa. How many children are being born today? How many of them are haramis? How many of them are illegitimate? You go to the West and you will see very similar so Islam promotes the family ties and you need unity. Unity will come when there is stability in the family structures. So that is the beauty. And nikah, Islam said, best nikah, that will have the most barakah is which one? Where the least expenditure. You want to propose for the girl, that propose to that girl who has piety, good character, and when they propose for your daughter, sister, your niece, and you know that person is good for so with you, get them married quick, quick, quick. If you don't do so, there will be mayhem, chaos on this earth. The boy, girl run away. They go and get pregnant, the ladies. And then you find that the, the reputation of the family is in tatters, in the gutters. Then they wonder what happened. So each one of us must understand that we should get married now, before Ramadan. Otherwise, get married in Ramadan. Sayyidah Fatima, Sayyidah Ali got married during Ramadan in the second year of the Hijrah. And the best month to get married and perform nikah is the month of Shawwal. And Mustafa Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, married Siddiqa, Sayyidah Aisha, radiallahu anha, on in Shawwal, the tent of Shawwal. And remember that Sayyidah Aisha had no children. She would encourage her nephews, nieces, family members. Get married in Shawwal. And remember, this is mentioned in Tirmidhi Sharif. 
The pure lady, she will be inclined to the pure men. Who proposed for Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam the first time? It was Sayyidah Khadija radiallahu anha, a lady paragon of beauty, a lady who is very, very financially well off. There were so many proposals, she rejected it. And when she saw the integrity, honesty of the Master, والسلام, she was informed by her people who she employed as agents that Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, وسلم, that time Nabi والسلام, had not even received wahi. The Master والسلام, went to Biladu Sham, Sariya, and so forth. She herself proposed to the Master. والسلام, she was 40 years old. Our mother, Sayyidah Khadija al Kubra, and Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa 25 years old the families were happy that is tayyibatu litayyibin so what tayyibatu litayyibin so the pure and chaste lady for the pure men Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha is Siddiqa. Allah exonerated her. Her father is Siddiq. Therefore the Tabi'een, the successors who met the Sahaba and companions, when they should speak of Sayyidah Aisha, they should say, Siddiqa to bintu Siddiq. What she said, all met Allah revealed from the arsh, yea, to the farsh, from the heavens to the land and sand, to exonerate and prove the innocence of Siddiqa, Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. وَالطَّيِّبَاتُ لِلطَّيِّبِينَ وَالطَّيِّبُونَ لِلطَّيِّبَاتُ And the pure men, they will be the ones to get married to the pure ladies. Hypothetically, if you say this happened, then what does this ayat mean? It means it will be a direct objection on Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah forbid. Therefore, such people are out of the fold of Islam. You must remember that. There's no two opinions on that issue. There's consensus and ijma. And it's not the only reason. We can give you over a hundred reasons why the Shias, Qadianis, Ahmadis are out of the fall of Islam. This is one of the multi-reasons. You, my youngster, and the old, remember that. Read Surah 25, verse 74. Oh Allah, grant us such spouses, grant us such progeny and children. That are the coolness of the eyes. So in that way, they all met Allah grants us such a husband, such a wife, so and such children that we love happily. Husband looks at the wife, he remembers the sacrifice. She left her parents, her siblings, the land of her birth to spend the remainder of her life with me. So how much he appreciates her. The wife appreciates the husband. He's working so hard so that he can sustain and maintain the wife, the children, and his family. So all of them appreciate one another, love one another. And all this will come about when we have taqwa, Allah consciousness. Therefore, on the occasion of nikah, the imam, the sheikh, the mufti, the maulana reads ayats and verses from the Quran, all related to taqwa and true piety and Allah consciousness. 
Now we were discussing Siddiqa Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha in the last 16 verses of Surah Nur, Surah 24, verses 11 to 26. Now the final verdict and judgment directly from Almighty Allah. Ulaika they, Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha, Safwan bin Mu'attal radiallahu anha, Mubarra'oon, they are totally innocent, exonerated, mimma yaqulun, regarding that what they were saying, the munafikin and hypocrites, and the two, three sahaba, what they said, but they were lashed already, so you must remember the munafikin. Allah said that they are totally pure, totally chaste, and every person who reads the Quran, ilayom il will have to say, whether with love or grudgingly Siddiqatu bintu Siddiq Oh Mother Aisha Radiallahu anha We salute you You are such a magnificent great lady Allah Jalla wa Allah Spoke of your chastity Your purity Your integrity in the noble Quran She herself says And you Allah will speak about it But I did not know it will be read in the Quran I thought it will come to Nabi alayhi salam and Nabi alayhi salam will announce it. The master alayhi salam told her, Abshiri, Abshiri, glad tidings, glad tidings, O Aisha. Imagine how honored she felt. For them, the Sahaba, this forgiveness. For them, there is honorable risk and sustenance from Almighty Allah. We must love Almighty Allah, Jalla wa Allah. We must love Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam and we must love all the Sahaba that is an integral part of being part of the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah if person says they love Almighty Allah they love Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam but they don't love certain Sahaba what a dushman here that is an enemy of Islam that is an enemy of the Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam because the Master alayhi salam said when you see those people swearing, abusing, maligning, criticizing my companions, male or female, فَقُولُوا then say, لَعَنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ شَرِّكُمْ Allah's curse be upon you for the evil and the sin you are perpetrating. May Almighty Allah, Jalla wa have mercy on us, envelop us in His mercy, and make our khatim on iman, and our resurrection with Mustafa, and the beloved Sahaba radiyallahu anhu majma'een wa akhiru da'wana anilhamdulillahi rabbil alam